Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Our country vowed to never forget 21 years ago, but those words require action. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has over 80 runs, walks, and climbs across America every year, plus dozens of more golf outings and barbecues you can be part of. There are so many ways that you can take action. Register for an event in your area or volunteer to start one. Do good and never forget by donating $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and surname FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of Insert Name FC, and with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Edward Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? Episode fourteen, the Mascherano episode. Yeah. Good save. Good save. Definitely not fucking Chicharito. Hell no. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Hey, I mean, Machinado to me, that's badass. Badass defender when he was playing center defensive mid on the game with Liverpool. Awesome. But I mean, what about Thierry Henry? Oh, shit. Okay. Never mind. Take it back. (laughs) You got it. You got it. The only thing that's great about Arsenal. Yeah, right. (laughs) Hey, what about Ozil? Ozil, huh? Well, he hasn't. He saved Gunner's arms. Gunner's arms. <laughs> he saved Gunner's arms. Anyways, so we have another great show. At least, I, at least in my opinion, it is. But I'm biased. Ooh. But um, we have some headlines. We got game recaps. Obviously, announcing our players of the week. Some game previews. Rivalry edition. And of course, we will be previewing the Liga MX final. Which, if you guys haven't been keeping up with it, you guys have been missing out on some drama because oh, yeah. that is. That was a great way to finish, and hopefully it ends even better. Um, And of course, also previewing the MLS Cup final with our good friend, Andrew from Kicking It Drew with SC, will be with us to preview the MLS Cup final. That boy Drew! So it's going to be a really good show. And then, of course, wrap things up with three up, three down with a topic that when we do, obviously, when we have these rivalry games, could end up being some fuel for us in... Any future bet, if anybody knows I'm, how we do I'm our paying bets. paying really close attention to this. So anyways, Just man. So, to tie. so, okay, I'm going to get into my soapbox. Because I just have to do it. All right, here we go. Everybody buckle up. Jesus, what the fuck, man? Like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> buckle up, guys. Like, buckle, like seriously, what the, like, I, what the fuck? Like, 
what the fuck? All right. I mean, there's bleep buttons. There's nothing. Out, we don't have a bleep button. Oh, okay. The, the, what is what is this team doing? Like, what is this front office doing that has shown like, hey, we care about the fans. Like, what have they done? They don't read. Literally, they don't read the social media comments for one. Because apparently, one, they still went with the logo <laughs> with the logo written yeah. uh, the rebrand. Not only did they rebrand the Dynamo, but they also rebrand the Dash. But I do dash like the Dash. I do me. like the Dash, dash logo. Dash one grew on me. It's a miss. It, it, it's like they, it's like one of those where like it's good, could have been done better, but compared to the Dynamo, and then also Houston Dynamo FC. Why? Why did you add FC to it? What, is there is there the Houston Dynamo basketball team? Is there the Houston Dynamo gymnastics team? Like, is there another Houston Dynamo that we don't know of that we have to like speci- specify? That hey, it's a football, and people don't even. This is America. We don't talk. We're not. We're not. uh, We're not patrocinados by freaking Dynamo Kiev. That's why we got to be Houston Dynamo FC. You know, kind of like the. But even then, like even then. Yeah, I know. It it seems so pointless, like Houston Dynamo Football Club. Like, it's not even football here. Like in the United States, it's soccer. No offense to anybody that's dedicated to calling it football. I know Dominic Rich is definitely one of those guys that calls football, but. One, it just wasn't necessary. Like Houston Dynamo, it's already there. You're just adding two extra things to say, whether you do it initially or fancy to make it look look legitimate. Houston Dynamo Football Club. I would be surprised if behind the football club they have a. If this is an insert name FC as it gets, then I don't know what the fuck it is. Right? Holy (laughs) shit! This is literally insert name FC. Oh my gosh! (laughs) I don't even know. But then. So the fans clearly have said that they don't like the logo. They went on with the logo. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got Stuart Holden. They got, tra- you know, Trey the True. They got like, you know, got people all behind it. And I, I like the, at least I like the attempt. I like the, I, I will say at first I thought the hexagon shape was kind of stupid, but now when they just explained what the meaning was, obviously the six cities of the six sides of Houston. Right. You know, obviously like Houston is a very large. So I I like some of the the symbolism that the logo has, but it still sucks. Yeah, I, I agree. It's like I said, I didn't like. So it. fans told you they didn't like it. They went on with it anyways. So like I said, they're probably just not reading the comments on their Instagram or like just the the replies on their Twitter. I feel like I feel like their their Twitter person or their Instagram person is probably one of those automated robots. Hi, thank you for commenting. We will oh, you mean Becky? You mean Becky G's Instagram page? <laughs> You would know, huh? <laughs> I'm so hurt by that. <laughs> Anyways, we love you, Becky G. No worries. But but aside, okay, I can live. Uh, well, obviously, I gotta see this in a jersey. Though it's one thing for the logo, but now maybe it looks better in a jersey. Because I have said, I will say, in some clothing, the jersey, the logo kind of looks kind of cool, depending how you work it. Now, now this this isn't on the, honestly on the Dynamo at this point. This is up to Adidas. So so. Adidas, if you fuck this up, you're gonna make me hate this logo even more. Just putting that out there. But the thing that like really that thing really wasn't as massively as bad because I think you can maybe say like, okay, it's more of a modern look. Maybe it's gonna grow on you the logo. But you re-signed Matt Jordan to one year. Ugh. The the man has been the general manager for the Houston Dynamo for six years. Six years. Only one playoff appearance, which granted they went all the way to the Western Conference Finals, but as and then yes, a U.S. Open Cup. Okay, cool. But aside from that, 
have not been in the playoffs. What? Maybe it's a rebuilding year. Six years of a rebuild. <laughs> six years. Six years. Three different managers. I can't defend that. Six years. Technically, four managers, if you really think about it, because Matt Jordan came in near the end of Dominic career, uh, Dominic Kinnear's career. Yeah. Because yeah. at one point, the guy that was slash general manager slash coach was Dominic Kinnear. He was running things, and last time I checked, when under his time, they were actually winning things and going to the playoffs yeah, and making it. Four MLS Cup appearances, two MLS Cups under Dominic Kinnear's reign as general manager and man and head coach of the Houston Dynamo. Ever since Matt Jordan taken over, they have gone down to shit. And I mean, obviously, then you you went to Owen Coyle. Horrible, horrible decision, by the way. This is a guy that couldn't even cut it in Eng- in the second division of Eng- well, in the second division in England. So who would have thought he would have done well in the MLS? Then you went to Wilmer Cabrera, which I had no problem with Wilmer Cabrera, but I knew he was losing the locker room, especially in that second season. So I kind of figured, you know what, might as well cut, take your L for that. And now you're with Tab Ramos, and I'm hoping, I'm hope, I was hoping, I was hoping that they would let, you know, hey, last time we let the to head coach make more decisions in the process of signing players, we were a pretty good club. Nope, they decided to keep Matt Jordan for one year. For some reason, they thought. Hey, you know, hey, it's the seven-year bump. Maybe this is where he proves it. Uh, proves his worth. Seven is a lucky number. They must be thinking with that kind of mentality. It sucks, man. It sucks. Uh, like, know. I mean, maybe he's motivated because he knows that he he you know this is it. This is it. All I gotta do is do. I gotta do my job, which clearly he hasn't done for like the last six or, seasons. Or or he could be just. He managed to coax them out of one more year, and he's basically going to stuff his pockets as he much as he must be like can. a smooth and operator. I'm t- he must be smooth. Think about it. Sons of Anarchy, look at uh, Clay. At the, he, when he was already figuring out that he wasn't going to be the president of the club no more, he went into the cartel. What's up? He was trying to cash out as soon as he could, as much as he could. I mean, I that's guess, what he's trying to do. I guess there's that. But yeah, so the Houston Dynamo, the fact that Matt Jordan is going to be back, I feel like there's going to be a lot of. All right, so the rumor is that they're going to be selling Mauro Manotas um, to Cholos of Tijuana. Mm? Yeah, which I'm fine with. I mean, we're going to have to move on from Mauro Manotas anyways. So that's fine. I'm fine with that. Oh. So, unfortunately, he had a very terrible 2020 season. He, he only did, scored like but... four goals, I think. Um, so Can't really blame him, though. So, Just I mean, if, if anything, they'll probably get like $4 million for him. Which isn't that bad since he really didn't cost them anything to bring him to the Houston Dynamo. So there's that. At least they didn't botch that up as much as they did with Albert Feliz, where they actually lost more than they actually gained from that oh, transfer. Yeah. But I mean, hopefully Matt Joran just listens to whatever Tab Ramos tells him and just let Tab Ramos make these sound decisions. I do trust Tab Ramos, and that's the only thing that's having me have some sort of faith with the Houston Dynamo. Because I like Tab Ramos, I know what he can do as far as developing youth. I know that he's, he can actually, as a matter of fact, the Youth Academy has won, won a Rayados Youth Tournament for U17 and U15 uh, recently. So clearly the Youth Academy is doing something. Yeah. Probably not because of Tab Ramos. I mean, obviously this is, has to be have done something within time and maybe they just have a pretty decent talent pool. And I mean, they have signed some players from the Youth Academy now. So there is more guys choosing to play for the Dynamo versus going to college. Which sounds terrible for me saying that as a positive, but but at at least in the youth side, 
I believe that Ty Ramos can can do something there. I just hope that Matt Jordan doesn't fuck it up too much to where Tab Ramos is going to be kind of similar to Wilmer Cabrera. He just doesn't get enough time and then gets fired. And then Houston misses out on, the, on honestly, a great opportunity of having one of the best managers, in my opinion, because I do think Tab Ramos is really that good. Hmm. That's interesting. Huh. Uh, makes me think a lot about that. Because that way, at least if they do, kind of like how they do it in Europe, they let the coach actually be like, hey, I want that player. And they're like, all right. Go ahead, sign. That's him. all I need, man. That's all I just, last time I just pointing it out the last time the Dynamo have been fairly successful was when Dominic Kinnear was the general manager and head coach of the Houston Dynamo. I mean, you know, learn from history. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, Gabriel Brenner and Oscar Deloya. Learn from history. You're at you're one has too many punches to the head. But I will say, man, this is this is a prove it, a prove it year for Matt Jordan. He's he's had failure for six years. Apparently, Walker is giving the him okay. COVID happened, so you get this shot, which I mean, which is stupid. Which <laughs> is very stupid. I mean, everyone. I want to slap Walker. I want to slap Walker. Everyone in the deserves a seven chance. You know, seventh year. Jesus Christ, man! There's. <laughs> I mean, shoot, man. There's people that've been cheated on that haven't given this many chances to somebody. Right, shit. Like, good God! But thank God for the dash. I'll just say that. Thank God for the Houston dash. Their logo looks pretty cool. I can't wait to see what they do with their jerseys. I think they have more of more of a variety of opportunities with their with their jersey setup, especially because they're with Nike. Just putting it out there. Yeah. Anyways, but um, I mean, obviously I'm excited because you know you're gonna have Rachel Daly back. You're gonna have Shake Room. You're gonna have Jane Camp. That team is fun. Just, Christy Mew is doing her thing with the U.S. Women's National Team as well, scoring a goal against Holland. So. I'm just happy for the Houston Dash. There you go. We're gonna be women. There you go. We're gonna love women's soccer here. This is, actually, I've been doing a lot of holding. I've been holding it down for women's soccer lately. <laughs> so you have. So, you have been, bro. So thank God for the Houston Dash. All right. Well, let's move on to the headlines. All right, man. So the first headline. Speaking of people that want people to come to their teams, yeah. <laughs> Neymar, because we know how how not vocal he is. Oh man, uh, Neymar has stated that he wants Messi to join PSG. Yep. And he, as a matter of fact, he is actually willing to renew his contract if PSG can bring Messi in this summer, which isn't that far-fetched of an idea. Messi will be off contract, so he will be a free transfer. So all they really would have to do is just make sure they set up his wages. And, you know, honestly, it's pretty realistic that it could happen. PSG does have the money for it. You talked about this last week, that PSG realistically is the team that can make a super team, I guess, if you will. Yeah. And so could this be the beginning of the super team? Can PSG finally take that next step from just being the team that wins League Un and... Actually wins the Champions League. Actually wins the Champions League. Because, I mean, last year, they were in the final. Last Champions... Uh, yeah, last Champions League, they were in the final. Yeah, I kind of throw an asterisk on it, but... Well, I mean, yeah, but still, think about it. Uh, for, for example, I mean, you know I brought it up. What if, you know... Ramos is also, you know, he's he's coming out of the he's coming out of the Real Madrid. And he I don't think he's he's renewed his contract yet. Um, what he's walking out with like what uh, six uh, thirty mil? Like honestly, I don't know, but I just know yes, yeah, Sergio Ramos. And this is last year. Okay, I'm pretty sure at this point, Cristiano Ronaldo is he's he's probably done with he's Juventus. Contem- he's contemplating on leaving Juventus as well. 
he's thinking about it, but at the same time, he's like, uh, you know, he's having his success. He's, he's enjoying playing. But, you know, if, if PSG has the money, I mean, think about it. If they sell Mbappe to Real Madrid, that's going to be a buttload of money. They can afford Ronaldo. I think, I think, I think Paris would be very enticing to Ronaldo. And I just think mainly just because of, I mean, no offense to, to Turin, but I mean, it's not, it's not Paris, France. Yeah. And so I think that it's an enticing move. I think it'll be something that he would love, especially for his wife, who I believe is uh, some sort of fashion person. Not a model, but I know she she works with some she fashion works with fashion stuff. Yeah. So I mean, Paris probably a fashion capital. I don't really know. I'm not. I'm not a fashion person. Yeah, I can tell. But <laughs> coming from you, bro, we're literally dressed up in the same. We're literally wearing the same exact fucking I'm thing. I'm wearing joggers, sir. And sweatpants with sandals. And joggers and sweatpants with the tiny little thing on the ankle. Anyways, um, what I'm saying is if Messi goes, and think about it, if Ramos goes, don't you think that would entice Ronaldo to go? And then you got Neymar? So that would be the tr- that would be a deadly trident right there. Is this, is this basically the Miami Heat? <laughs> LeBron James, <laughs> LeBron James, D-Wade, and, and freaking Chris Bosh? Uh, bro, that's what I'm thinking. Like, it, it, it <laughs> are we, happen. Are we going to see Cristiano Ronaldo like in a, po- in a podium and like, we're not going to win one, we're not going to win two, we're not going to win three, not four. <laughs> Five championships. <laughs> but but that, that's the thing, though. Wouldn't you want to see that happen? Messi and Ronaldo in the same team, not playing against each other? But It'd be interesting because it's like finally the rivalry has now... It's not... They, it it hasn't ended. But if anything, I feel like they would actually push each other because then they would try to score as many goals as they could on their side or maybe even assist or, you know, try to do... Most of it, they would actually. Nah, yeah, I, I think I, they have the capacity to carry so the team. Even I, I honestly think age. it could happen. Um, Messi can literally do whatever the fuck he wants. I know Barcelona is trying to entice him. Like Dude, I said, we we use the analogy where it's like, oh, you know, like it's the it's the ex ex boyfriend ex girlfriend trying to make their last their their last yeah, try no, their last yeah, try. And they're like, trying, and they really are trying. Yeah, and it's not really working that well. No, it isn't. And the the thing is, um, I was gonna say. Messi, Messi at this point is just looking at them like, look, it's been a great run. It really has. We've had, some, we've had our moments. We've won some championships. We've won some Champions Leagues. You've given me a few golden balls, but <laughs> it's time for me to move on. It's time. Well, um, what I was going to say is I think if somehow, some way, PSG can cement the contract details between now in January, if they can just cement that, and he and he agrees and everything, and finally he just says, "Okay, I am gonna go, but I'm just gonna wait for my contract to be over." That's it. It's all said and done. You can't really stop him at that point. Uh, I totally agree. All right, man. So let's go into Millwall and yikes, yikes. Whoa! <laughs> what, what, what is, I want to say double yikes. It, this is like the yikes of the highest order at this point. Oh, like I mean. You know, okay, I'm not saying that we advanced at the battle of racism because let's face it, that, that's a never-ending battle as long as there's people that are racist. <laughs> racism is going to be a thing. Yeah, yeah. But good God. Like, so for those of you that don't know about Millwall, Millwall, which is a funny, it's funny how this team is also a, a team mentioned in the movie Green Street Hooligans, which was the rival team <laughs> to, yeah, uh... to West Ham. But uh, so Millwall, 
allowed fans to finally come into the games, which this is this is second division England. This isn't this isn't uh like EPL or anything like that. This is a championship. And so Millwall allowed their fans to come to the games. Now, obviously, with within standing, you know, with certain reasons, obviously social distancing and all that, because COVID is still a thing. Um, and obviously, if you've been watching soccer since you know the George Floyd incident, there has been a lot of taking a knee before the whistle's blown. So it's not doesn't affect the game in any way. They just take a they take a knee and then they go and, and play the game. So they've been doing this for a while. So everybody should know this this is the routine now. Uh, apparently Millwall didn't like it. They started booing them when they took the knee. And um yeah, we we def I think us as a society, uh, this this involves all of us because you know what? We're society. Yeah. We took like at least like twenty steps back. Like I mean that, yeah, that was bad. I can't believe that actually happened. Okay. I was it, it it was bad, and and it was so bad that the fact that Millwall even stated that they were dismayed and saddened by the fans booing, because um, I mean, what do you say at this point? Like th- those are your supporters. You can't defend them. You can't defend your supporters, which is funny enough because you know you try to you try to st- you try to support your supporters, but this is a moment where you're like, I I, I it's like you're in a moo moment. You're in a moo point with, with your fans. You really can't. Um, and uh, and I mean, so obviously this was against Derby. Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney's club, Derby, who he did say some things about Millwall. Obviously, he wasn't happy about that because uh, clearly we took a few, like once again, we took, well, we took multiple steps back <laughs> right here, right now because of that. Um, but obviously also a player, Colin Kazim Richards from Derby also viewed this as an absolute disgrace, which honestly is a very fitting set of words, uh, combination of words for how I feel about this, because obviously we talk about how soccer is a beautiful game where, where multiple cultures get multiple cultures, multiple backgrounds, multiple languages. It's a universal language. Like all you need is a is a soccer ball and a field and you just go at it. Like, yeah, it, it's one of those things where you may not know what the language that person speaks, but the fact that you play the same game, the game is still the yeah, same all thing. You need, all you need is a couple of words to even understand a person. You either pass, shoot, pass. And even then, sometimes it just it all it means just you know pat your chest or wave wave to let them know you're open. They are like hey, and that's it. You know, and everybody can say hey. So yeah. So I mean, it, it it's it's so crazy how diverse this sport is. And then to see something, like and then you that. you still have this. <laughs> and I mean, we've seen it. Obviously, we know about Portugal. The you know the incidents that have happened in Portugal where you have fans yelling out "monkey" to uh to to players. We we've seen the issues. We don't. We're not blind from. We saw what happened in FC Dallas, where they booed, where they booed uh the the players for taking a knee during the national anthem. Yeah. We 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 know that the sport isn't perfect, which is ironic how univer- how how massive internationally this sport is, and yet we still have this issue. And because of it, once again, this is one of those moments when the beautiful game just doesn't become isn't isn't as beautiful as we think it is. It becomes it becomes like uh something like this, something we just we just look at and we're like fuck. That's just that's a disgrace. We can't even think of what we would do at this point because you're like thinking you don't think anybody's gonna boo when you're taking a knee and stuff, and especially because it's a moment of silence. Especially with the fact that you've been doing this all year, but clearly this is the first time you're doing it with fans. Yeah. So it's like, well, and like, and that's when the other thing is just like. Well, you you guys been seeing us do this? Like, I mean, this this isn't new. <laughs> I mean, does that mean that they were booing at the TV when it happened? It has to be watching, when they were watching. It has to be, or, or just some some bloke over there was just saying like, we're gonna boo them as soon as we see them. It's just, but 
it, it, it seems very fitting that Millwall, the, the the said villains of Green Street Hooligans, are the are the ones booing. There's some comedy in there, and the, in irony, there's always some comedy and irony. And I know that this is probably poor timing for me, but it, it yes, it is disgraceful, and it's 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 just poorly timed by by Millwall. And their and their fan. I mean, Millwall obviously they can't really. They, they, they can't really. They're kind of stuck with what they're. They can't castigate like their fans, and they can't. Do you just not let fans come in for the next game, or like, how do you do? Like, what do you do from this? I have no idea. I would actually feel like looking at the uh, Millwall tweet uh, Twitter. Maybe maybe I can find something there and see if they actually said anything about it. But so let's see what happens, man. I'm sure. We'll see. I'm but... sure Millwall is just like, just like us. Yikes. Yeah, that's what it is, man. So let's transition to some recap, man. Edward, what is your game to recap this week? My game to recap is the Juventus versus Torino game. You know, I just got to point this out. It's funny how you say Juventus and then I'm the one that says Juventus. I did not even notice that. You never know. It's like, I mean, you have like, say, say it a lot differently from Juventus. each other. Juventus. I usually say Juventus. Yeah, you say Juventus and then I say Juventus. <laughs> I've never ever thought about it, bro. Honestly, I've never have. Like it's never bothered me. So, um Juventus, or as Hector would say, Juventus beat Torino by two to one. And you know, I will say this game was a lot closer than I thought it was. Gonna no, be. Yeah, because <laughs> we previewed me. this game last week. I know we previewed it because I wanted to. Because I'm like, hey, this is the Turin Clásico. You know, like this is this is it. Uh, the the Turin Derby. I don't know what they call it. I don't know what they call it. Yeah. Um, but Juventus had 65% of the possession. So for them to win two to one, you would think, wait, that doesn't sound right. You're right. It's not. So Turin actually, <laughs> what? You like, you like that it's segue? not, you, it's you not. Like, you like that little segue I just did? Yeah, you like that, yeah. Not so fast. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I fucking turned it into an episode of Dragon Ball Z over here. Like, wait, what? No. And then like, just kept going. But anyways, um, Juventus actually shot, outshot them 17 to 7. So that's just like, okay, you would think Juventus would score a hell of a lot more. No, literally two to one. And it wasn't even like a two to one where they scored those two goals in the first half and then Turin tried to come back. No, it was one one throughout the whole freaking game until the last few minutes. That's when that's when McKinney came in and actually scored. Le Americano. And the, um, yeah, the American, Weston McKinney. He scored his goal. And I believe it's his first goal in, in the club. Not, well, I mean, obviously in the club, but also in Syria. Yeah. But now that makes him the third American player to have scored a goal in Syria. Yeah. Um, so that that is actually a little accomplishment in itself. And it, 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 it clinched the match for Juventus. Instead of ending in a tie, they actually clinched it and they, and they got their three points. No, that's a, it's a big win so, for Juventus for sure. Uh, but yeah, congrats to Weston McKinney, man. That is... Definitely a good win. Not, not only did you score your goal, but you got the goal that got your that team the win. Won. Yeah. So I mean, so for sure, your teammates are going to be buying you all kinds of food right now, or anything really. The Weston McKinney jerseys are just flying off the shelves now. Yeah, not only from American fans, um, fans of the yeah. U.S. men's national team, but I mean, even the Italian fans, because you just beat Turin, so yeah. you just beat Torino in yeah. Turin Derby. You basically proved you proved your worth. You proved your worth. 
L'Americano. L'Americano. But yeah, what about you, bro? So What's my your, game, and it's game? obviously one of the most least likely places that I go to, and that is PSG beating Montpellier 3-1. to uh, PSG had 65% of the possession of this game. But funny enough, Montpellier was actually the one that outshot them 17 to 13, which is not that like big of a. It's like pretty closer I mean, to. I mean, honestly, it's not 17 to seven, but <laughs> no, I, I actually think it's it's a pretty high um, out shooting considering the possession. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. With 35 percent of the possession and you out shooting 17, that means they were just shooting from outside so, of the field. Like, for sure. Just... So for the reason why I picked this is because the. Which who me and I were both probably believe in this is this is the guy that's going to take over after Messi and Ronaldo hang hang it up, and this is going to be the guy that's going to be winning the Ballon d'Or, the the constant favorite, probably if he leaves PSG. The next but, Thierry Henry, probably, possibly. Mm. But Kylian Mbappe scores his 100th goal for, for as a player of PSG, which is crazy to think because he has not been playing. He's been playing with PSG not that long. No, he came from Monaco, and then, you know, that's basically... I still can't believe Monaco did this. Uh, they're probably looking at themselves like... They're... Once again, Monaco. Remember when everyone was hyping them up? <laughs> yeah, with when Falcao was there. Um, they, had James, they had James Rodriguez, they had, had Motinho. Yeah, now look at them. Scrounging. That's just to show you, you don't always need oil money to be a good team. Yeah. But anyways, so, you know, obviously... Mbappe scores his 100 goal for for uh, for PSG, which overshadowed a, a more significant goal, which was Moises King scoring his goal, which was kind of like Moises King is back, the the young Italian, the one that everyone thought that would be kind of the guy that hey look we can forget about Mario Balotelli, like we got Moises King here now, <laughs> and um yeah so he scores the goal and then he gets subs he gets subbed out for Kylian Mbappe and Mbappe overshadows him by scoring his 100 goal yeah. So, yeah, I mean it happens, man. I mean, hey, that's 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 how life works. But Mbappe, huge milestone for him, which is once again crazy to think that with the fact that Mbappe has only been with PSG. PSG, he has not been with PSG very that long. And he's only twenty one, and he's only twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. So I think. to score a hundred goals for one team, and obviously that also includes Champions League and and all the other. You know things that he's he's scoring, but so it's not like oh my god, he scored a hundred goals in in League One only. No, it's obviously more than that. Yeah, that would that would be impressive. That would be like that year that Messi for fucking broke that record when in the Liga he scored what uh, fifty nine goals, fifty something goals. Yeah, in that one one season, that that was godly, and I'm sure Mbappe is more than capable of doing that. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, obviously no huge milestone for him. Um, like I said, at a really young age, already at 100 goals for his club. So congratulations to uh, PSG for win- what, what was expected to beat Montpellier. But <laughs> Your congratulations but, to Kylian Mbappe but, for yeah. his 100th goal. The future. Well, I mean, he's here. He is here. The present of France. <laughs> I guess I, I don't know what the fuck the you Malcolm in, You remember that Malcolm in the Middle episode when uh, they, they're playing against Howe? In basketball? Oh, yeah. The future is now, old man. <laughs> <laughs> that was Dewey. <laughs> oh, God, I remember that. All right, anyways. All right, so let me tell you guys about Unhinged Sports Network. It is a growing brand with a wide variety of sports podcasts from all around the country. Unhinged is constantly playing shows on their website, unhingedsn.com. Go there and listen to us on Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central Time. 
and stay to listen to the rest. Check them out at unhingedsn.com. Also follow them on Twitter at Network Unhinged. Edward, who is your player of the week? My player of the week. Do you want to know who it is? Okay. I already mentioned his name already. Um, my player of the week is Weston McKinney because of him scoring that game-winning goal against Torino. So, I mean, I got to give him props. Props were due, you know. I mean, shit, he did, he did, he did his job. He did, he did good. He did more than his job. I mean, think about it. He actually, I, I think he played a very good game. No, I agree. I agree totally. We already we already covered about what what he was able to accomplish. But what the fuck was that early? Like, Jew, is are you trying to be Jew. Tony Montana? Like, who's the bad guy? Like, is that was that your like the bad guy? <laughs> the bad guy. Jew, no, know who you're messing with? Home, like, what was the, what uh, the fuck was that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm still stuck in work mode and where I make fun of accents and hello, how are you today? Yeah, you know, kind of stuff like that. That wasn't no, offensive. That, that was not offensive at all. No, it was not. All right. I so, love you guys. I love you people. So, here's my player of the week, and everyone's going to hate me, but Alvaro Negredo, who scores the game winning goal to secure Cadiz, the club of El Salvador, not really club of El Salvador, but obviously one of the greatest to have ever done it for El Salvador, which isn't really saying much. <laughs> Played for Cadiz and Cadiz now in La Liga. He's now now on the top flight once again, <sighs> and they are come up with the biggest upset in their probably in their history, maybe not, but probably in their history right now, and that is beating Barcelona two to one. And Alvaro Negredo secured it and got them the win, which obviously also led to now everybody questioning if Barcelona is mediocre or not. But that's not the point of that. The point is. Congratulations to Alvaro Negredo for scoring the game-winning goal, coming off a substitute, coming in for the other Alvaro. <laughs> There's a lot of Alvaros in, in Cadiz, by the way. Yeah, there. actually, that's a very common name in Spain. So, yeah. So, congratulations to Weston McKinney, and congratulations for Alvaro Negredo for being Players of the Week. Who's probably going to be overshadowed because Eric Holland probably got Player of the Year. Yeah, and it's... Uh... What I was going to say, uh, adding to that, I think, I don't know, if maybe I'm mistaken, maybe I'm wrong. Um, I thought I heard the announcer say that Cadiz beat Barcelona for the first time in, uh, fuck, I don't know, since the 90s, I think. Maybe I'm... Jesus Christ. Maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe I'm mistaken. I have to, I have to look at the... The the shit again. The no, no, I mean, it's it's pretty big for them. I mean, forget yeah, this. I mean, yeah, especially beating them like that. Uh, All right, man. So, all right. So, let us get on with the game previews. Why am I talking in an accent? <laughs> I'm just randomly putting accents in there. We're just right. Juventus. You know, Paris Saint Germain. <laughs> yeah, but uh, maybe yeah. Montpellier. Montpellier Saint-Germain. <laughs> Ligun. All right. So my game previews here is the first one is Manchester United versus Manchester City. The Manchester Derby. Oh, is Manchester going to be red or is Manchester going to be blue? I don't know. Bloods and Crips. Yeah, pretty much. Even though it's a lighter shade of blue, it's but it's, it's, all, blue. it's all blue. <laughs> it's blue. Yeah, it's like a blue's clues kind of blue. There you go. There you go. Hey, that, make, that makes sense. Great reference there. Yeah. But uh, Man City has actually won three of the last meetings that they had, which have... Last five meetings. Huh? Oh, last five meetings. My bad. 
so that, the thing that's interesting with this is that they have alternated the games. So PSG wins one. I mean, PSG, Manchester City wins the game. Somebody sitting in France, soccer blue. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> All French people out there listening to us, I love you guys. We actually do have listeners for France, actually. Yeah, I know, I, I know, I know. So, Fran- uh, so France. <laughs> so, Manchester, well. so, Manchester United wins, then Man City wins. Then Manchester United wins, and then Man City wins. So, they've been, all, they've been switching back and forth. Back so, and forth. there's no draws. It's, ha- it's been one wins, then the next one wins. The other, one, next one wins. And interesting enough, the last game, the last win comes from Manchester United. I mean, guys, that was when Slatan was playing. No, what? No. no, the last time they last year. Oh crap! Yeah, I'm did Slatan sure. play for Manchester United last no, year? Did he find time up. between LA Galaxy and Syria and and AC no, Milan? Slatan, he might have. He could have dressed up as some random ass other player, and he would be like, "Hello, my name is Maurice. I am not Slatan." Who's Morris in Manchester United? I have no idea. I'm, I'm just making up names now. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Jesus Christ, man. Anyways. All right. So I think that that one is whoever might take it. I, I hate to say it. But what's interesting. Okay. So to add on to that, both teams have only lost one game of their last five games. Oh, really? Shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, Man City also has some draws somewhere in there. Whereas, I mean, Manchester United has been Manchester United has decent. been looking, it's like kind of a roller coaster. They beat Southampton last, uh, last but, game. So, this is the part that kind of concerns me, though. Manchester United has given up 17 goals this season. Yeah. We're not even at the halfway point. Nope. Mm. He also lost to Arsenal. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what to say to that one. <laughs> Not, it's, it's Mikel Arteta, but then then at that point it's like eh, it's, it's also still Arsenal. Yeah, no. Uh, so I was like, eh, I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go cry in a corner. Oh, um, Arsenal with the Ozil. So, <sighs> but on this one, who do you got? Because I'm actually gonna keep rolling with the alternating thing. I'm gonna say Manchester City wins this game. They do need this win. More than anything else in this world. Um, and I mean, Manchester United right now is sitting in fourth place. At least last time I checked. I can't be wrong right now. But um, Manchester United looks pretty good. But they have given up a lot of goals. They've given up a lot of goals and they don't really look good. They have not looked that good to me. And, and think about it this way. Pogba, the one person who you would think. And that is a big factor as well. Pogba wants out. He wants, he wants out. out. So there's gonna, he's not starting. So do you say do you say that there's probably some drama in there? There's a distraction in Manchester Dude, United. He's not starting. If you notice, he comes off the bench a lot. No, yeah. I mean, he's sick of it. He's done. I mean, and, and um, he, he know, rather he, he rather go play for Le Bleu. Le Bleu. I like how we just keep coming back to France. But anyways, yeah, I got Manchester City. I think Manchester City doesn't have any real issues aside from locker room problems. And I mean, yes, they haven't had like the best of starts to their season, but I think winning matches United could turn their season around and they're back on track to make a strong push to hopefully get back into the conversation for the top spot in England. And I agree with you. As much as I hate to say it, I guess I have to push for Man City. And I'm, I mean, I like Man U. You know me. Um, but it's just the only thing that I can say is maybe if Cavani's starting, 
maybe he can pull something out of his ass. All right. So, like, basically, like, similar to how it was about America, Manchester United is giving me that same thing. They're winning games. They're finding ways to win games, which is great. But when you look at it, you're like, they don't look that good when they win these games. They're winning off of, like, obviously some very sheer luck moments. They're but winning by the skin of their testicles. And it's like, luck can only take you so far. At one point, you're going to have to win a game. And I mean, you can say the same thing for, for Manchester United. that If they beat Man City, maybe this, turn, this gives them more confidence than anything else. And maybe they're like, okay, maybe we can be a legitimate team. But I, I got to go with Man City for this. And that's, holy shit, Robo farted really bad. Asleep? Asleep? Did he really? Yeah. yeah. It's bad. It's real bad. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> If you guys notice, my compatriot over here, he had to step away a little bit away from his mic because his dog oh, and his dog finally woke up. What the fuck are you looking at me for? <laughs> you <okay>. did it. <laughs> yeah. So um it's just um it, it's it's a it's a pretty bad, it's a it's a bad one. Um I'll move on. I'll move on. Um the next ma- <laughs> I think I smelled it over here now. Oof. The next match is uh Dottenham versus Crystal Palace. Holy fuck. <laughs> I gotta be pro. All right, God it's gonna be. T- no, I'm sorry. Oh God, yeah, fooey. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, Tottenham versus Crystal Palace. Tottenham have won three of the last five meetings between them, between Crystal Palace and Tottenham. Uh, and Crystal Palace have actually lost three of their last five games. Personally, I don't have much to say about it because Son and Harry Kane have been right on top of it. Crystal Palace has actually fallen off just a bit. Um, they're coming. They're going to be coming off a loss. I'm just going to so say this just, right now about Crystal Palace. Can someone just take Zaha? Just someone get him. Like, get him out of that sinking ship. Like, just hey, get, look who's back. <laughs> just get him. Just get him. Like, why is Zaha still with Crystal Palace? Like, this guy should be playing. With at least a, a power a power five club in in the EPL at least. Shoot, Everton, I'm sure you can use them in some way. Anyways, but um, no, yeah, this this matchup, I mean Tottenham looks so good, man. They're just so strong. Um they they're just I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about Tottenham, man. I mean, that's like I said, if Harry Kane and Son are still on it. Everything's good. Yeah, so I, I give this game to Tottenham. I don't think Crystal Palace has struggled. I mean, they have. I mean, they lost three of their last five games. I mean, there's nothing really else you can say, man. They're not in good form. Um, they're gonna they're a mid table team. Crystal Palace is a mid table team. Um, there's nothing really much else to say from it. Are they fun to watch? Could they be an upset? Could they? Yeah, could be. Could, an they, could they do upsets? Of course, but not the way Tottenham is playing. Tottenham has been. On a whole different level, and it's crazy enough that Jose Mourinho could possibly be winning a championship with Tottenham this year, just by the way this counterattack has worked. And the fact is, it's because of the players that he has up top. The fact that he does have some, the fact that he has Harry Kane, um, Gareth Bale somewhere there. Um, I mean, and all I can think about is what's going to happen when Delhi Ali uh, comes back. Ah, uh, that's that's another question. I I want him to come back. 
Because with his eye, with his vision, I mean, his ability to pass the ball, that's going to be big for uh, for Tottenham. But I mean, right now they're looking solid, man. The team, honestly, the team as a whole, I think they have played so well. They really look good defensively. They look good. They move the ball pretty fluid. So I mean, like they just have it this year. I think they just whatever. Uh, when you look at a team that's just on fire. It's great. Hopefully they can maintain it. That's going to be the big question is can they keep this up? Because, I mean, obviously, once they can solidify themselves in a good lead for the for the EPL, I mean, it's theirs. But obviously, we're not even halfway through the season yet. But it's still, it's still crazy to see what, what this Tottenham team has been doing because they literally don't look like the Tottenham team that we're used to seeing. Yeah, we're not, Tottenham to me is still like a mid-tier team in my eyes. But with them, with, with Son being how he's just being unleashed, and Harry Kane actually finding him at every pass, and he's, he's even scoring. It's kind of like, oh shit, you know, this isn't just the mid-table team that we're used to seeing. This is actually uh, a EPL champion. But uh, like you said, uh, I take uh, Tottenham over Crystal Palace. Okay. And then, last but not least, we got Real Madrid versus Atlético Madrid, the Madrid Derby, El Clásico de Madrid. Yeah, oh. I've been I've been looking forward to this. Damn. So the last season, Real Madrid was the only team that scored in their win in that in their match, their previous match, which was one zero. That's crazy to think that like this this game this, between just twenty this last year alone, 2019-2020 season, they had two draws. I mean, one of the draw one of the nil nil draws was in the Super Cup. Which I believe Atletico Madrid won in penalties, um, but you know, nil nil the first game, and then Real Madrid wins the second game, one to nothing. And I think I that's one of the, the games that I feel put them in a prominent spot to win La Liga last year, even though it was also the fact that Barcelona had their collapse near the end, and then Real Madrid just kept winning games. Yeah. But uh, but this is a big one, man. I mean, obviously Atletico Madrid looks so good this year. I mean. If it wasn't for the fact that Real Sociedad looks so good right now, you would think that Atletico Madrid would be the, the top the, on top of the table right now. Especially right now is the, the fact that you have Real Madrid and Barcelona both not having their best seasons, and it's just the fact that they just didn't do well yeah. when it came to transfers. And like, hey, I said it last year, last last episode. If you don't get better, you're getting worse. And I mean, every other team in that league got better. You can even say the same thing for Real Sociedad; they got. David Silva, that's a big upgrade for them. An aging upgrade, but still an upgrade. Um, you have Atletico Madrid at Luis Suarez. Jao Felix looks like looks more comfortable now in that team. And that's not really saying much because he looked pretty good in his first season with them as well. Yeah. Um but you got other teams around you getting better, adding new players, and you have Real Madrid and Barcelona that basically stayed the same, if not worse, as what you could say with Barcelona getting Pjanic. Uh... Um, and, and I mean, Real Madrid, I mean, there's a lot of question marks. It's a lot of aging question marks. Um, why did you let Denis Ceballos go back to Arsenal? Maybe you should have kept him, especially with that midfield, because there's a lot of problems in that midfield for me, mm-hmm. specifically because there's not a lot of young legs in that midfield for me. Yeah, I mean, all you can you can really count on Isco at that point, but at the same time, he's already, what, 27, 28? Not only that, but it just seems like he's on his way out. Yeah, like I don't think he's his heart's there anymore. Not really. And I mean, Modric, I love Modric, but let's face it, he he's also 34, he's, 30, 34, 33, 35. 
Shite. So he's he's done as well. So I mean, like, um, it, it's time to move on. And Atletico Madrid looks really good, but this is a team that Real Madrid has done pretty well against. Yeah. Um, I think that something about this this rivalry has been really, really been one of those things where Real Madrid are really hard about being good at. But, but Atletico Madrid haven't even lost the. Uh, any any matches in their past five matches, they've drew on two and they've won three. No, 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 yeah, I get that. And then also doesn't help the fact that uh they have only allowed two goals this season. Yeah, that's and one that of the big Oblak. One of yeah, I mean there's that. But also the one of the big things for me, one of the concerns for me as well is the fact that um there's not been that much spark in, in the attack for Real Madrid. I mean mm-hmm. Vinicius has has looked really good. Um there's just been some finishing issues. I mean, you could even say the same thing for Karim Benzema. I think it, maybe he's kind of near near the end of his time with Real Madrid as well. Um, but they got to find some sort of spark up front, man. Like maybe change something up. I think Vinicius is definitely your spark, and they need to definitely ride with that. But I think it's time to unleash the other Brazilian. Yeah. I think it's time, Rodrigo. I mean, we we've seen the highlight reel that Rodrigo can do. I mean, we everybody's seen. You've seen what Rodrigo can do, and you know that kid can do something when he gets his opportunity. And I think. It's time to let this kid go out there. No offense to Asensio, but it's time to see what Rodrigo can do. Um, I wouldn't say anything about Jovic. I think obviously we just right Benzema, but I think maybe it's, maybe Benzema is an issue up front. Maybe the fact that he has criticized Vinicius could be an issue as well. So maybe he he's maybe he's holding back he's holding back Vinicius. Could be. I think it's just it, it's time to let the Brazilians go. Let I mean not go away. Let the Brazilians go. And let them play. Let them play their style. Let them do what comforts them, and see what happens. Zenidine at this point has nothing to lose. Actually, has a lot to lose. But I think if he lets them go, I think he can somehow salvage his job because it's 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 holding on, but it's not holding By on that thread. tight. Yeah, By a very small thread. Especially because he's not doing that great in Champions League either. Mm-mm. So he's not that, that. So he needs to he needs to make a big he needs to make a big decision here. That that the Champions League thing. It's like you're lucky Inter ended up beating. Um, you, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Go on. Montin Glad Black. Yeah. Why did you? Why is this? You said it right. I did. Montin Gladbach. Gladbach. Okay. I just wanted to not butcher it, so I had to go syllable by syllable almost. You've heard me say Martin Gladbach how many times now? You still haven't figured it out. Anyways, but that's the reason why the table is actually close, but Real Madrid is still in third place. Yeah, and I mean, but that's what I'm saying though, and especially because they already lost again to the freaking team from Sweden. But um, they they're in a really weird situation where we could be honestly looking at them in the Europa League. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like that's gonna be an odd situation. And let's not forget the little wager that we have here in insert name FC between. I like how you finally got our name right. <laughs> I'm just saying our usual wager of the singing bet. Yep. Now this time it's not me. Mind well, you, we know for sure it's not going to be you uh, this time. <laughs> so it is Spencer uh, versus me. Yeah. Because Spencer is obviously the Atlantic Madrid fan. Atlantico uh, Madrid, I swear to God. <laughs> we're never let, I'm never letting this go. I could see that. You're never let, you don't let it go either. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Anyways, give it, so this it. is going to be what's going to happen here. Is this going to be, is me and Spencer going to have to sing for the first time? Well, regardless, one of, one of us is going to sing 
or, or will be the first time where we have a draw. And the, obviously, in the event of so, if, for people that aren't familiar with the bet, the loser has to sing for the outro the song of the winner's choosing. So, obviously, in our our previous two bets, Edward had to sing the song from "Let It Go" from the movie Frozen, and then had to also sing "Get Your Hands Off My Woman" uh, by the band I forgot their name. <laughs> Spencer's choice. Spencer's choice. So, but in the event of a tie. Edward gets the pick, and me and Spencer would have to sing a duet. Oh, and I already have the song in mind. But yeah, so um, for some reason, I think it's Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> it's not. It might be a perfect song, but it's not. All right. Anyway, so yeah, there is that. So the bet's on the line, and maybe me and Spencer can show you how you're supposed to do this bet, all right, all right. because clearly you don't ever sing. I don't, I don't, and not those songs, anyways. That's why I'm like, I was all lost. And one of the songs, what? Let you have go. like almost like you have from like the second your team loses to actually take the time to go learn the songs, and you don't bother to do it. I because you don't. Songs, it's not like you don't listen to music while you're at work. Song, it's songs that I listen to uh, Netflix or when you know, or or I go into. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Though. And listen to podcasts, so that's not music, but. I'm just saying that you have ample amount of time to actually get familiar with the song so you can get into it by record day so you can go ahead and bust your chops, but you don't. So just... I think you farted again. Jesus I heard. <laughs> oh, man. I'm about, to, I'm about to smell that in a bit. Yeah, all right. Well, but anyway, Spencer, may the best man win. Hopefully, it's Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, they beat Sevilla. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I've I feel like they're they're the risky team to take. Like, they got nothing to lose now. They got to do it. Let Rod- please, Rodrigo. I want if Rodrigo and Vinicius score in this game, you don't know. Especially because this is my birthday. <laughs> so what do they lose for your birthday? I'm gonna hate this team. <laughs> they're my club, <laughs> but I'm gonna hate this team. I'm gonna hate Zidane. I'm gonna go headbutt him <laughs> because clearly is, he didn't like, he didn't let the Brazilians play. That's, are, that's, are, you, are you are you are you gonna be like uh, in the Family Guy? Okay. You're gonna be walking over to his door, and they'll be like, "He'll be like, yes, hello," and you'll be like, "Bon anniversaire," like how he said it in Family Guy. Yeah, I mean, literally right now, I'm literally Will Ferrell from Kicking and Screaming. Instead of saying uh, pass it to the Italians, I'm saying pass it to the Brazilians. All right, pass the ball to the Brazilians. That's my strategy, and I'm sticking with it. All right, all right, all right. Anyways, all right, man, it is time. The Liga MX final. We know who's playing in it. We know who's going to be playing the two games because that's how Liga MX does it. Yay. Nothing weird about that. Yeah. Anyway, so we have the first and second place team facing off for the Liga MX final, and that is Club Leon and Pumas. The two cats. Yep, the two cats. The battle of the big cats. The first game will be December 10th at Pumas, and the which will be Thursday. What? I was about to say something. Come on. It's because I was about to abbreviate Battle of the Big Cats. What is the abbreviation to that? (laughs) Yeah, you. Now you're. I hate you so much. It's the BBC. (laughs) Anyways, so the first game will be Thursday, December 10th at Pumas. And then the final final game will be December 13th, Sunday at Club Leon. So that second game could be really big. We saw how big that that home game is. That's what she said. 
But anyway, so it is a battle between the first and second team. These have, these have been the two best teams in Liga MX this year. I mean, there was a, a, a point where Pumas did not even, had not even lose a single game. They only lost one game. Both these, both these teams only lost one game, honestly. Yeah. They, uh... But there is one team that significantly was better this year. And uh, let's go ahead and talk about Leon, who, who finished the season with 12 wins, four draws, one loss, and uh, scored 27 goals and allowed 14. And their way to get to the final, because they didn't have to play, a, well, both these teams didn't have to play a reclassification games because, yeah. well, they're in the top four. Um, so Leon beats Puebla three to two in aggregate, which was that surprising, a surprising matchup to begin with. Uh, but then also beat Chivas two to one, which I mean, I mean again, surprising because Chivas actually beat America. Yeah, thank you, Chivas. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, so that was their their route, their journey to the to the Liga MX final. And then you have Pumas, who finished their season with an eight, eight wins, eight draws, one loss. They put up twenty nine goals and allowed seventeen. So in Le- a way, it kind of balances out for sure. So Leon was actually one the second, well, was tied for first for best defensive team. Um, and then Pumas, I believe, is the second best goal scoring team in Liga MX. So you have a pretty decent attack going up against a very Good defense. Yeah. And Puma's route to, to the final is actually they beat Pachuca one to nothing. And then the most dramatic way to get into the final when they beat Cruzas with four to four on aggregate. And I know some people are probably confused as fuck right now, but so the first game against Cruzas, Cruzas scores four goals, wins the game four to nothing. So it put a lot of pressure on Pumas. And in that second game, which was in their home stadium, they go in. And come back and win four, score four goals. Now, some of you that are probably like Champions League know how aggregates go. You would say, oh, okay, so they're going to go to penalties. No, they didn't do that because in Liga MX, at least in the, the up to the semifinals, I think in the final, they go to extra time and then they go to penalties. But in Liga MX, the higher seed advances. So, regardless of away goals or any of that, the higher seed automatically advances. Regardless, in the event of a tight aggregate. So, in case some people didn't know that, yeah, about Liga MX. So, but there is that. But yeah, now we know who's playing each other: it's Pumas versus Leon. And Edward, what do you think? It's going to be a tight game. I really think it's going to be a really, really tight game. I can't even just even by looking at the numbers and by the way they play, it's it's going to be a hard one. I I kind of want. I kind of want. Pumas to win it just because of the fact that it's kind of like the underdog story, I think. I mean, the ultimate underdog story was Cruz Azul, but you know. You know what's funny also, uh, just to add on to it, so to get their spot in, uh, to get second, Mm -hmm. their last team that they had to play in this season was Cruz Azul, which they beat 2-1. to Yeah. So it's kind of interesting how it went back to Cruz Azul. Yeah. For Pumas to make it to the final, yeah, and then, and that like I said, it's like um, to me, I feel like Pumas is the underdog on this one. Leon is clearly a very dominant team. Uh, just I want Pumas to win it, but my mind's going with Leon. So you're going with Leon? Yeah, I think um, I would love to see Pumas win it mainly because I mean they looked really good from the beginning. Um, I mean, they kind of fell off a little bit. I mean, obviously, eight draws. Um, but obviously, they didn't lose a game. <laughs> well, they only lost one. They lost one. But 
I I, I want to see Pumas just because of Talavera, but Talavera isn't actually starting at goalkeeper. But I mean, Leon has just been so good this year. Yeah. Um, I feel like honestly, with their games, they've been pretty close with their games. I mean, obviously, you beat Chivas two to one, and then you 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 barely beat Pachuca, right? Uh, three to two. So I mean, you you would maybe argue that they had the easier trip to the final, but definitely had their struggles, which also could also give you also say that maybe you gotta give props to Puebla and Chivas. They went in there, they went there and fought. Yeah, they did. Um, tooth and nail, tooth and nail with a team that's very superior defensively, at least this year. Uh, oh, at least for this part of their season, uh, um, for that matter. But uh, it's hard to not it's hard to not pick. Club Leon, I think Leon came came into the season with a, with a purpose, and they knew what they wanted to do, and that was to win the tournament. I'm just glad it's going to be somebody different. It's not America, it's not Monterrey, it's not it's not Tigres. It's going to be somebody different, and I think it's these are two really good teams. Um, I do like Pumas for being resilient, but I think I just got to go with Club Leon. All right, yeah. So that is. Our preview for the Liga MX final. I think it's gonna be really exciting. Um, like I said, man, first game is gonna be December 10th, Thursday, um, which I believe you can see it in Univision. And then the the last game, the second leg, will be December 13th, Sunday. It's gonna be at Leon. And once again, you probably can watch that in Univision. Yeah, Univision. So I'm excited, man. I'm just yeah. Uh, this it's gonna be a hell of a matchup. Yeah, I think that the first game is definitely gonna be telling to see what's gonna happen. I think if Pumas can get at least some comfort, because you know they're playing in their stadium, they gotta they gotta take advantage of it, especially because you know next game is at Leon, so there is that. All right, man. So MLS Cup final preview is coming up, man. We have our friend Andrew with us. So let's go ahead and check out our MLS Cup preview. Yes, sir. All right, here we are with Andrew from Kicking the Drew SC, and we're going to preview the 2020 MLS Cup final. First of all, how impressed are you? How how they got here? I mean, Seattle Sounders, Columbus Crew. I'm just glad that one of the teams that I picked that was going to be in the final is in the final. <laughs> I mean, I thought Sporting KC was going to do it. Clearly, they look like shit from the beginning of this, of this tournament. But you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm half right, so I'll take it. <laughs> Word. Yo, this is going to be an intense playoff final. I'll tell you guys right now. Uh, it can go, it's like, I think it's a 50-50 kind of final. I think a lot of people are, are very heavily favored towards Seattle. But I definitely like Columbus Crew. I mean, I've, I've said a lot of good things about Columbus Crew at this point. Yeah, in you have to so. a lot. Yeah, I won't shut up about them. <laughs> but yeah, man, let's let's get going down to this game. So obviously, this game is going to be December twelfth, Saturday, which is my birthday. So at least it's going to be a wow. good game. I mean, at least I'm getting a good game for my birthday. I would have wanted the Dynamo to be here, but they said fuck me. So that's literally where we're at. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's Columbus Crew, Seattle Sounders. You got the third place team from the Eastern Conference and against the second place team in the Western Conference. And they're going to be playing in Columbus. I know it sounds a little confusing, but Columbus is technically the better, higher-seeded team overall in the MLS. So they 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 actually were higher in, as far as points-wise to the Seattle Sounders, which still sounds kind of confusing, especially because of the fact that Seattle is second place in the Western Conference. But here we are. 
Welcome to 2020. The end of yeah. 2020. Finally. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm still, I'm still waiting for December 32nd to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's look, let's know a little bit about the Columbus Crew. So Columbus Crew, like I said, finished third place in the Eastern Conference. Finished the season with a record of 12, 12 wins, five draws, six losses. They scored 43 goals and allowed 24. The Seattle Sounders, on the other hand, they finished in second place in the Western Conference with 11 wins, six draws, and five losses. They actually did not play. Uh, they actually didn't play, I believe, one more game less than the Columbus crew did. And I think at that point, it was just with all the COVID issues and and the fact that, you know what, at this point, Seattle's where they are. They're probably not going to lose their spot. So I guess that's what kind of MLS took over at that point. But, I mean, they scored 52 goals this season and allowed 30. So, I mean, you're, you're going with two teams that have definitely scored a lot of goals this season and clearly didn't, didn't allow that much, which is basically the rule of thumb of soccer is to score more than the other team. Definitely. Um, I think Columbus Crew had uh, the easiest, the easier route to the final compared to Seattle. And Seattle had to get, Seattle had to get through, you know, LAFC and FC Dallas looked good so far this uh, this playoff season. And of course, Minnesota United upsetting Sporting Kansas City. They got through Minnesota just barely at the last second of the game. Um, whereas Columbus had to go through, you know, like New York Red Bulls, who've been like pretty iffy all year. Um, Nashville, who are, you know, brand new team, you expect them to win that game. And New England, who probably their biggest challenge, but in the end, Columbus got through. And I still pick Seattle Sounders to win the whole thing at the end of this whole thing. Oh, wow. Wow. So, I mean, let's, let's just see what each team has. I mean, you got for the Columbus crew, you clear their top goal scorer, which is Jazzy Sardis. I know how much you love that guy, uh, Andrew. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jazzy Sardis with 14 goals this season. And in, on the other side, you got Seattle, who also has another player that scored 14 goals, and that is Raul Ruiz Diaz. I know you're probably hyped up about that one because your fellow Peruvian mm-hmm. um, is in there. And I mean, the guy is cerebral. I think that's one of the best word to describe uh, Ruiz Diaz. I mean, the guy came in clutch to get the to get the game tying, at least the game tying goal to definitely put them in a prime spot. I mean, the fact that they scored two goals in four minutes in that in that Western Conference final, man. That that is just amazing. But Raul Ruiz Diaz, I mean, when you know when he has that that opportunity, he's going to take it and he's going to put it with all of the, all his might into that because he the guy can shoot. Oh yeah, I I used to follow him a lot when he was in Monarca. Yep, I, I, I really I really I know that I shouldn't be talking about the Houston Dynamo, but I really wish they would make moves like this. <laughs> Dude, he would have been a hell of a he would have been a hell of a player to play. But, for. But I mean, goal scoring is great, but we need guys that can provide their provide them some stuff. And that, of course, we got to talk about their top playmakers. And the Columbus crew, they have Pedro Santos and Lucas uh, Zalarayan, who each have provided eight assists this year. That's why they're both mentioned here, just because they're, t- they're tied for their top guys in, as far as the assist makers. And then the Sounders, I mean, they got their captain, Lodero. I mean, what else to say, man, Thir- uh, with 13 assists. I mean, the guy's been doing really good this year. I mean, he's definitely the heart and soul, in my opinion, of the Seattle Sounders attack. Um, the guy has a good eye for the ball and, you know, provided, I, I think he has a good running record. It was, it's six straight games with an assist in the MLS playoffs or something like that. I'm sure it's extended now, but I mean, like, uh, Ladero is definitely a, a great move. Seattle's just made great moves for such a long time now. You know, they obviously they got Lucas Ladero. They also have uh, 
route really is. So they make some pretty good uh, decisions when, it, and I mean, we are talking, we're probably throwing over the term dynasty if we're thinking about Seattle right now. Um, and of course, you know, they got our, your boy Jordan Morris as well. Heck yeah. Jordan Morris is an absolute beast for Seattle Sounders. I think he's one of their most important players next to Lodero and Rui Diaz. Um, I, I think he didn't score in his last game against Minnesota, but I think nonetheless, he's very dangerous and tricky on the left. Once you get him on the break and especially in a counterattack for Seattle, Jordan Morris is your guy. With the speed, he's got the strength to hold off players. He, he can cross a good ball. He can even finish, you know, a nice pass and score some goals as well. So he's very dangerous. Can't count him out. Rui Diaz, dangerous. Lodero, like you said, one of the like assist king for Seattle. He's gonna find the pass. He's gonna find the guy to make a goal. Like I feel like Seattle is way more stacked than Columbus is right now. So for this game, who who do you say is like the player? To keep an eye on, this is the guy that's going to definitely make the difference for, for to change to basically alter the decision for their team. Like, who's that player? I'm guessing it's going to be Jordan Morris, or you want to go somewhere else? Uh, for Seattle, yeah, I'm going to go for Jordan Morris, uh, just because I think he is the key player for them. Um, for Columbus, um, I'm going to go ahead with Jonathan Mensa, their center back, who has been, I think, outstanding all so far this whole season. Um, and I, I want to see how he's going to defend against, like I said, Jordan Morris, how he's going to man-mark Rui Diaz, and even try to break off some of the some, uh, passing lanes of Nick Nicholas Odero. No, that's definitely some good ones. I think for me, the players to point out, at least for Seattle for sure, is Fry. Um, I mean, the guy between the sticks, you, you got you definitely know if he has a good day, it's going to be a really good chance that Seattle's good. All they need to do is just find their opportunity to score a goal, especially when you have that guy between the goalposts and being able to give them the comfort knowing that that they have all day to go ahead and, and find their goal because they have a very reliable goalkeeper in the back. And uh, for the Columbus crew, I, I just, I feel like Santos is a is an interesting spark plug. I, I mean, obviously he's the second leading assist guy for, for Santos, but I mean, he comes up big in these opportunities. I mean, we we saw what he did in the Eastern Conference Finals where he was able to uh, be at that right place for Jossie Zardes to give him that assist. So, I mean, I think Santos is definitely a guy to look out for for the Columbus crew. And then, like I said, Fry, a solid goalkeeper, and I think definitely should be a, a big focal point for Seattle. I mean, obviously, as long as he can keep them within close in this game, I think Seattle has a really good chance of, at this game. Hmm. Interesting. Ever, you want to say something? Well, I mean, you know me. I'm always all about the dribblers, the scorers. So I would say Zardes and Ruidias, both of those guys. No, that's really good, man. That that's just me, though. Like I'm, I'm seriously hoping for a Jossie Zardes goal. And and I mean, I'm sure most of you guys don't know what I mean when I say Jossie Zardes goal. But like, literally, the ball gets smacked in his face. (laughs) (laughs) The awkward one, right? It's an accidental goal by Jossie Zardes. Oh god! But as long as it's, that's not the game-winning goal, I'll be happy. We need yeah, some comedy in this game. I mean, because <laughs> yeah, because if it's like a game-winning goal and it's like that, it's just kind of like, uh, what the hell, really? But yeah, so I mean, obviously, when you think of these two teams, I think both these teams have done pretty well this season. Some can say one had more of an easier uh, path to the to the finals, but I mean, going back to 
their their this regular season, the only they only faced off against each other once in 2020, and that was a one one draw. So you can't even damn you, you can't, can't even base off of base off of that because I mean clearly these are. I think this is a really good matchup. I think this is a a, a great matchup, a great final. Um, I'm sure Andrew would have preferred the Philadelphia Union to be in here. Um, <laughs> and Bruce Arena decided to say otherwise. Uh, but at least you were in the playoffs. My team wasn't. Yeah, that my, my, my team was dead last. So, I mean. Damn, um, maybe next year with the rebrand. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if, maybe, yeah. maybe they put so little effort in the logo that they're like, hey, we're going to put all this. I mean, they just saw Mara Manota. So, I mean. Uh, we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, I mean, you got Ariel Lassiter and, and and Christian. This isn't about the Dynamo. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So, so all right. So we kind of have a good idea of both these teams. We kind of get like the feel now. So I'm gonna start things off. Whatever. Who do you got? Who do I got? Man, uh, I got. I gotta go with. Uh... I gotta go with Seattle on this one. Just cause. Just cause it really is. Just because of the Rios. I'm okay. telling you, I, I thought he was So cold. Seattle repeats. Yeah. Wow. And the then re- you also got Jordan Morris. And you know me. He's actually one of my favorite American players. He's got to go to Europe at some point, so, right? Yeah, he, I want him to. I he's really wanted him to go. Gonna go guys. I, I promise you. I wish he does too. He's he's one of my favorite American soccer players too, but I don't see him leaving. Somebody should kidnap his dog and take him to Europe and be like, the only <laughs> way you would play and get your great, dog back is great you Great conversation play. from Jermaine Jones in, in that video. Europe. But yeah. Um, no, but yeah, so who, who do you... I mean, I, I think you've already said it, but Andrew, go ahead and, and re-clarify who, who you think is winning this. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, on the Seattle train. I think we're going to do the repeat back-to-back champs. Um, I'll even go for a score prediction. I'm going to go for a 2 Zero win for Seattle. Complete okay, shutout. So, so Fry, Fry does his job, is, is what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> Damn. Uh, this is crazy. I mean, do do we now? I mean, Seattle has been in the Western Conference Finals for the last four times, like the last four, for the last five, I believe, have been in the Western Conference Finals, Seattle Sounders. Um, now they're in back to back MLS Cup Finals. I mean, hope they're hoping for their, I believe, their third MLS Cup. Um. So I mean, uh, but do we, do we start saying that that Seattle's a dynasty? Yeah, I think they're the best team uh, right this year. I think they are the team to be. Obviously, I think they're the team who other teams are trying are going to try to replicate their success. I think they're the new LA Galaxy. I think LA Galaxy's time is done. Uh, now it's going to be Seattle's turn to really rule rule MLS. I mean. You you gotta pull for Seattle. I think you see the fan. They have such a great following of fans. Oh even, yeah, their you know, fans. They're not there. They're not there, right. they're not there now. They but I mean, them. they have great support. Their ownership is so good. I mean, you got Russell Wilson, Drew Carey. Drew Carey is one I mean, of the owners I mean, of Seattle I mean, Sounders. <laughs> homeboys like homeboys like, haha! I'll make you laugh, and you go ahead and do all the decisions Which, you need. It's the most like, random thing is that Drew Carey is the owner of the Seattle Sounders. I mean, we need somebody like that here in Dynamo. <clears throat> but this ain't about Dynamo. I'm just, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I would say Kevin Hart, but I, he has a you, Philadelphia has a better chance he'd, of getting Kevin he'd Hart. Like, he'd be like, no. <laughs> but all right, so I want to say Seattle. I really do. But the fact that I actually picked Columbus to be in the final he did, when we he did. previewed the MLS Cup playoffs, 
I got to I gotta roll with them. I mean, Sporting KC didn't hold their end of the bargain. I guess he's a ride Columbus, or die kind of type of person. But, <laughs> but Columbus did. So I got to I gotta go different. I mean, I like what Columbus crew has done. Um, I've said it. I think this team is very consistent. It's kind of ironic because the fact is that Seattle's even more consistent than, than the Columbus. But I got to stick with yeah. the team I picked from the beginning, and that's what I'm going to do. I think Columbus crew wins this game. Um, I think, I'm, I'm going to say it. I think this game goes to penalties. Ooh. Ooh. And, and, and I think that even more so, that's even more important to mention, Eloy Room will be back for Columbus crew as a certain goalkeeper. So I think that that's a big factor, Whoa. especially going into penalties. That's a big boost for them, but I don't, I don't know. I read a report that he might not come back. He might not make it in time, like to recover in time for that game. Well, aside from that, I think this game is going to be really good. I think it's going to go <laughs> the distance, and I think penalties is where it's going to end, and I think Columbus Crew lifts their MLS Cup trophy and says, fuck you to Austin FC. Oh. Ooh, that'd be a good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, like They win the trophy and then like put a big banner up. We saved the crew. Yeah. Whatever. yeah. Damn. They should just have the parade in Austin. It's kind of, it's kind of, it makes me want to go to Austin and have the parade there. Yeah, I kind of want to switch now. I want to go to <laughs> just for that, just for that. Yeah, oh. I don't know, but also at the same time, that's gonna piss off Matthew McConaughey. Oh, <laughs> he'd be like, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> Are you sure yeah. he won't be all right? Hey-o. All right, but yeah, man, I think this MLS Cup final is gonna be a lot of fun. Hopefully, it's gonna be fun because obviously. Gonna be on my birthday, so they better not. They better not. This better not be a boring one. Well, I have a question for y'all now. Seeing as how we said that you know this team is basically the stack team for the MLS, do you think that like this stack team could stand against the likes of Arsenal? Or I'm not putting them out there. I'm not putting it out. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They're in, they're they're mid table. They're not. They're not like top. They're not low. They're mid. No, they're mid. I'm just saying. I guess they're, they used to be definitely. Yeah, but they're mid. They're mid. I'm, I'm just go, saying. I'm gonna go cry in a corner right now. Oh my god. Okay, but I'm just saying. Do you think? <laughs> do you think that they have a chance against a team like that? Against or even? Arsenal? Or even? Or even like um, Celta Vigo okay, in no Spain. No disrespect to Seattle. Celta yeah. Vigo. Yeah. Okay, Celta Vigo? No, I still I think Celta Vigo can still win. You really think so? I think it'd yeah. be close. That's probably I think it'd be a draw. Yeah, it'll be close, but I still think Celta Vigo. But but that's the thing. You think they would be a contender for teams like let's say in the Europa League. Compete in the yeah. Europa League? Yeah. yeah. I mean, have you seen some of the teams in the I know, that's what I'm saying. Am? No, well, okay, that <laughs> that team, yeah, but I'm saying like the little smaller teams. What was it? Copenhagen? Like Copenhagen. Copenhagen. So I mean, um, I, I think they. Could I mean, I can, I can see that. I mean, I would love to see a matchup. I would, I would actually love for somehow, for some godforsaken reason, to be like the UEFA would be like, hey, we'll pick the winner of the MLS Cup for one year, and we'll bring him over to the Europa League. That's just suck, just, man. That, just the, for the, the jet lag, the, the bro. Jet lag but then for them staying them for them staying over there and everything, or for them to train yeah, over media there. attention. Yeah, that would be a big media boost. Well, I mean, we won't know until obviously it's at least see them play against another, another a team from Europe. We're only going to see that unless somehow one of these MLS teams win the Concacaf Champions League. I mean, and I think Seattle's definitely probably a good bet to win the to the Concacaf Champions. At least, hopefully, one day. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as now we're viewing them as this possible dynasty, as this team that's yeah. doing everything right 
the the standard that the MLS is not going to be looking at is going to be Seattle. Um, and I, I mean, I would love, I would, I, at this point, I'm just cheering for anybody to win the CONCACAF Champions League. I, I, I frankly don't give a shit. I mean, yeah, Montreal Impact, the Montreal Impact go ahead and win the CONCACAF Champions League and I'll be happy. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> we just need to, because the thing is, is that Ooh, in order to make the MLS more legitimate, they're going to have to win the CONCACAF Champions League. Yeah. Because I mean, at right now, it's just that we're just, we can't compete against a league IMX side. That's yeah, at least the notion. We ha- we have to start turning the tables. We have to start taking you know taking that crown of, of the Concacaf Champions League. Like, in in terms of USA Soccer, like youth development, like of youth players we have right now, like um, that we have developing, it's it's way better, I think, than um, the Mexican team has right now. So we're kind of beating them, beating them in that sense. So let's try to beat them now at club level in the Concacaf Champions League. Like we have to. And I, I actually have a question for you guys now. I've heard heard that uh, MLS teams might be in the next Copa Libertadores. Oh, Mm. they would do with there. Do you guys think they would actually make it to like a knockout stage? I want to say yes. The knock the knockout stage. I think it it obviously depends who they're who they're who they're in in the group stages, but. Um, I feel like they can definitely hang with the likes of like teams from Colombia and Chile. I mean, you got uh, Bolivia. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe, so. maybe Brazil might be where I'm like, like, okay, San- Santos and Brazil or Argentina. Or... Probably those leagues where I'm like, it, it would. I mean, if we don't have to go against Boca Junior or, oh, or River yeah. Plate or or uh, Flamengo or, or like the, the top dogs the top of, Spain, of of Brazil and. It's Spain, Brazil, and uh, and Argentina. Like, I mean, I feel like we're the most, at least like the competent MLS teams. I'm not saying all the MLS. Colo, teams, Colo, Colo. Man, has, has, that been, has that has that team done anything lately? Uh, no, no, no. no Colo, Colo, Colo is from Chile. Oh, Chile, Chile, yeah, yeah. Um, but the only reason why I say that is because we had a friend we, from yeah. high school that was from Chile. That, he wouldn't show up on Colo, Colo. Yeah, he was. He went. He went bad shit crazy for them. But anyways, but I think. I think it'll I think it'll be a good thing for for the MLS to compete in Copa Libertadores. I mean that's obviously the tournament of the Americas. I I mean at one point I do believe Liga MX has even competed in that tournament. Um I don't know if they've been playing it recently. I think they they've kind of I think CONCACAF has tried to like no, we we need y'all to make uh CONCACAF Champions League look a little bit better. Um so I mean there's probably that, but I think I think that could help more cuz I mean I think the level of competition is definitely something that could help the MLS. But I think also the issue with Copa Libertadores, like if the MLS wants to compete in the Copa Libertadores or the CONCACAF Champions League, is they got to definitely look at their scheduling. Because I mean, most of these teams that are competing in CONCACAF Champions League and even Copa Libertadores, they're already in the middle of their season. So they're in form. They're they're in in game shape. Whereas most of the MLS MLS teams aren't even starting training camp till like February. most of them get that the early pass to start training just because of the fact that they they have to get ready for Concacaf Champions League. Yeah. So the scheduling is is definitely a, a big issue. I mean, I think that's been something that a lot of fans have complained about for years is the scheduling for the MLS. They just need to forget about oh we we're gonna lose ratings to the NFL. I mean, you're gonna lose ratings to the NFL regardless. Just focus yeah. on your league. Because yeah. I guarantee you, if teams can win the Concacaf Champions League, people are gonna start watching. Uh, the MLS, and I mean, you can even say the same thing for Copa Libertadores. Is if they can go in there and and win, at least compete further uh, further into it, it'll definitely be good. It'll look good for the league. 
Yeah, I mean, even making the final, I think, would be something really monumental for MLS as a whole. Like, just making it to that historic tournament final, that, that's just enough for me, I think. Yeah, yeah. totally. I agree with that. I mean, I actually, I think the MLS teams can actually make it out into the group stages. Yeah, I think so, definitely. But all right, man. So there's a, the MLS Cup final and a little bit more, a little bit more after that. Um, but there it is. Uh, Edward and, and uh, Andrew both picked Seattle. I'm riding with Columbus. Um, obviously, the, the final is going to be December 12th. I don't know what cha- I believe it's going to be on Fox. At least I would imagine to be on Fox at this point. Um, yes. but, but I mean, I'm excited. I can't wait to see this game. Um, and um, we'll see. We'll see a, either a dynasty in the making or or a, a team that wants to wants to take wants to go off. And so that there's a reason why they saved the Columbus Crew. So <laughs> like that. we're going to so, see what happens. Yeah, that's actually... All right, man. So, uh, Andrew, just you want to tell the people where they can find you? Yo, you guys can find me at uh, Kicking It With Drew SC on YouTube.com. Um, and you guys can find me on this podcast here sporadically. That's pretty much it. And there you have it, man. So, thank you for your time. And thanks, bro. Can't wait yeah. for, to have you for more some more MLS content. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm going to have to bone up just to match up with y'all. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Oh, that's not an understatement. Yeah. (laughs) All right, man. Take care. All right. Take it easy, bro. Peace. Christmas is right around the corner. Make your favorite sports fans Christmas great by shopping at Fanags.com. Fanags has a wide variety of apparel and memorabilia of teams all across all sports from the NFL to NASCAR and, of course, the beautiful game of soccer. So go to Fanags.com, your one-stop shop for all things sports. Yeah. All right, Edward. Three up, three down. And today's topic could also fuel uh, fuel us for future bets. Um, and that is going to be bands and music groups. Bands slash music groups. So obviously, when you think of bands, usually when I hear band, I think of a rock band. Um, so I use music groups just to cover our basis to let you know that pop groups are also part of this uh, thing. So, All right. All right. So I'm sure... You, me, and Spencer are going to be taking very deep uh, paying attention to the bottom threes, at least for sure, for future references. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and give you Spencer's bottom three. All right. Because I'm sure you're trying to still figure out your bottom three. Yeah. So at number three, he has Train, Uh, which obviously, if you guys see, I mean, I mean, if you don't, for those those who don't know Train, obviously, Soul Sister. Or. Marry me. Oh yeah, he does that one. Or uh, oh, drops of Jupiter. Oh yeah, drops of Jupiter. Tell me, <laughs> that was a good song. But He's got some good. Song. You know, it's funny. Uh, uh, so just just having a little flashback. Uh, the NBA Finals, uh, Toronto and Golden State, which I believe was the last one before the whole COVID thing. So for Toronto, obviously, because Toronto had to sing. They had the, the national anthem for America, but they also had the Canadian national anthem. So this was like, I was so electric from this. So the lead singer train sang the national anthem. I was like, oh my God, that's huge. And then the singer for the national anthem of Canada was Sarah McLaughlin. What? <laughs> I was like, this is the best day ever wow. for me. That's crazy. 
Wow. Just wow. <laughs> I mean, it made my day. I don't uh, know about anybody else. Yeah, I know. Shit. <laughs> but yeah, so Train is number three. Number two is Dave Matthews Band, which I don't blame you. I mean, this is the official uh, band of all douchebags in the world. Yeah. Freaking Andy Bernard right there. No, no hits. hits. I said no hits. And it was fucking, uh, I remember reading the caption said the ants go marching or some bullshit. I just don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't really listen to Dave Matthews no, Band, to be no, honest. Um, and then his number one is Hanson. <laughs> the the popular nineties young this was yeah. the Jonas this was the this was the Jonas Brothers before the Jonas Brothers or even way before that was there other Jonas Brothers any any other groups besides Hanson that was similar to the Jonas Brothers uh bear with me on this one I mean I could say Backer Street Boys and Instinct no no um because they were brothers okay then. That's yeah. why they were called Hanson because they're, they're the Hanson, the Hanson brothers. Were they like Hanson, Hanson, and Hanson? Because they were brothers. Yeah. Oh, Dios mío. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, that's the. That's <laughs> you woke up Robo with that one. He's about to fart again. Yeah, he went back to sleep anyways. But yeah, so that is Spencer's bottom three. What What do you? Th- what are your thoughts on? It's pretty good. That's <laughs> uh, a pretty good one. I'll give him that. All right, man. You want me to go, or you want you want to go first? Let's let's go with um, let's go with you. I'm still trying to figure out All right. my bottom three. So number three, I'm gonna have the Jonas Brothers. I like Nick Jonas, but I don't like the Jonas Brothers. Uh, uh, <laughs> wait. Okay. All right. Go go go. Yeah. I mean, I like Nick Jonas. I mean, but I just don't like the Jonas Brothers. I mean, in general. In, in general, I just don't even, like even the uh, Daddy Yankee song where they came out in there. Were they in the Daddy Yankee song? Yeah. No, um, <laughs> Run away. Could have fooled me because I. Didn't. The- did not pay attention to that. Yeah. Um, number two. This is where it gets really tricky. But number two is Dave Matthews Band. I don't like Dave Matthews Band at all. Uh, <laughs> we the the douchery that. of the Dave Matthews Band. We, we may all have that, dude. Do you know what the sad part is? I still remember Andy Dwyer from Parks and Recreation. He's a Dave Matthews Band fan. I can believe it. <laughs> no, that's like because he 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 speculated or he said something about Dave Matthews Band, but he was like, oh, something about the Dave Matthews Band concert or something. Like that. But he was excited about it, and I was like, damn it, Andy, no. <laughs> and then my number one is One Direction. Wow, good one. I didn't think of that one. I I just can't, man. Like I. I don't even know any it, of their songs, honestly. So for all you people out there who know so who these people are, the reason why I know about One Direction is because obviously in the Marine Corps you you end up listening to a wide variety of music, and there was one person. Yeah, I mean, there's guys who listen to country music. You got guys who listen yeah, to rock, yeah. metal, rap. It's a wide variety. Obviously, you have people of different parts of the world of the country. Right, right. Actually, right. some you could say for the world as well that come in to work together, and then obviously the music taste is different. So. So it, we have one sergeant that would avoid us from picking music for work. So what he would do was just play the top 40. And obviously the top 40 at, at that, that time, time was a lot of One Direction. Me and sideways. he will not skip it. He did not skip it at all. So we had to sit there and listen to One Direction. Fuck, bro. And um, I'm so sorry. Yeah. If I'm you want to talk about cruel and unusual punishment, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about any as as cruel as that is. 
But yeah, so reiterate my my bottom three. It is Jonas Brothers at number three, Dave Matthews Band at number two, and then One Direction at number one. All right, all right, all right. Damn, you actually picked some good ones, and I don't want to just copy. You know what I mean? I mean, I, Dave Matthews Band is a is a given. Yeah, I think I think I may actually have to go with you on that one. So I guess that could be my number my number three. Okay. Yeah, so you know, um, Dave Matthews man, number three. I guess you could say because, like, I I I was um, I was a a big um, how do I say this? I guess I I guess number my number three, not my number two, and my my number one, but because of I guess I guess you could say I used to listen to that douchebaggy music with like John Mayer and shit. Hey, 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 John Mayer is a is a god is a god man. Don't leave that man alone. Uh, okay, well, I don't know where that came from. Keep on waiting, waiting. Your body is a your body, body, your body. It is a wonderland. <laughs> yeah, they fucking get lost in there, and never come out. All I right, just like how, how how Andy <laughs> how Andy got like so into that song. Oh yeah, your body is the way home. He, he like, did like the whispering part. Yeah, I was like, the fuck is this? I was like, Jesus. Alright. So, actually, I got I got a fun story about that song. Yeah. So, in the office, they asked John Mayer, can we use your song for an episode? And he thought that he was they were going to make fun of it, so he said no, because everybody else makes fun of it. But then they said, no, we want the like the uh, Michael Scott and and Andy to sing it for karaoke. And then he was like, okay, I'll do it, but you got to give me a Dundee. So he got a Dundee. Wow. Oh, wow. So, so fun fact. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Okay. So you might agree with me in this one. Maybe not. Maybe you you are going to. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a both. I like him and I hate him kind of shit, but only because of the one singer. Only because of the one singer, um, Blink One Eighty Two. What? Uh, hear me out. Hear me out. It just I can't handle the guy with a fucking uh, no voice inside my hand. Like he's so nasally, bro. And it's, it's fucked up because the small, all the small things is is sung by that guy, and it's one of the popular songs. But it just, it always aggravated me. So you don't like Tom DeLonge? No, not Tom. That's Tom DeLonge. I know, I know. Not Tom. That's what I'm saying. Not Tom. I don't like Tom. But I like, um, for example, The Rock Show. The Rock Show, that's one of my favorite songs from Blink-182. That's why why they're in my two. Because it's like, just uh, like, I just, God. It's like, especially like, when he went... So so you, you... so you like the Blink One Eight Two songs where Mark Hoppus is? Singing? Yes, yes. But you don't like Tom DeLonge? No, it's just the voice is so annoying and aggravating. Yeah, that is, bro. You know the reason why I like Angels and Airways is because of Tom DeLonge. Mm, no. Wow. Something. I, I wonder what Spencer. I wonder how Spencer's gonna feel when he hears this. Why? 
I don't know. I I feel like Blink One Eighty Two was a big part of the nineties. I mean, no, it is. I understand that. That's why I said it's like a hit or miss with thing with me. But it's like it's just the voice is so. Uh, so you just didn't like Tom DeLonge. So yeah. So you're I, telling me. And like I said, it was one of the big songs. All the small things was a big song and it came out a lot everywhere else. But it was like, damn it, the rock show. Those are the songs that I like from the 182. I mean, I like the, all the small things, you know, but it's just, it's just, or, or even, um, so you like What's My Age Again? You like What's My Age Again? That's a hell of a song. Basically anything that Mark Hoppus sang. Yeah. Yeah. That is. Okay, I mean, you, you, didn't, you didn't think about it. You, you didn't I'm just like, way, I'm you? so like, I'm just, just flabbergasted. I'm, I can I'm tell. speechless right now because I mean, You're more flabbergasted than when Robo did that fart. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I just, I just can't see anybody. Me all these years, ladies and I just, I just can't see anybody not like Blink 182. <sighs> I mean, really, I just can't. A lot of people like Blink 182. <laughs> Uh, I know I, they do, and don't get me wrong. I I played on Rock Band or whatever the hell Guitar Hero, whatever. It's just, it's just a all the small things. You really don't like Tom DeLonge's voice, dude. I just got chills singing that shit in the back of my neck. All right, all right. My number one song, or my number, number one band that I uh, it's my top one of bottom, Megadeth. I just, I can't, I can't even. Is it like just too hardcore for you? Or? I guess so. I guess so. It's just, well, I can listen to Bullet for My Valentine. I can listen to um, Slayer. I can listen to um, Metallica. So just Megadeth is just too, is it just too much for I you? Guess, I guess so. I guess that's probably the line between heavy, heavy metal and heavy metal. Just right there. Oh, I was say Slayer gets pretty intense, man. No, nah, but Slayer, I can actually understand some of this shit. Or Pantera? Pantera, I can do Pantera. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I guess I can see that. All right, man. So Spencer's top three, and man, do I like this. <laughs> no. Um. So at number three, well, I thought I corrected that. I guess not. All right. At number three, uh, he has Jimi Hendrix and the Band of Gypsies. That's the actual number three. I guess I didn't fix that one. When I did fix it, but I just didn't send this one. But yeah. So Jimi Hendrix and the Band of Gypsies, which. I mean, Jimi Hendrix, man. That guy, that guy yep. can rock. So, I mean, yeah, it was a good classic. Uh, really good one. Hmm? No, it's, you want me to read the text message? Oh. Let's see. Um, Let's see. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix and, and, uh, and the Gypsies was number three. Okay, okay. Herfa Derva, that's my bad. All right. Smash my head in. Number two. Frankie Beverly and Maze. Now I don't know if you. I've not. I've not heard of it. This maybe this is basically this is basically like Black Family Cookout. Like you're playing you're playing some you're playing you're playing some Frankie Beverly and Maze. Okay. You you've never heard any Frankie Beverly? No, I never have. I'll listen to them afterwards. No, we'll play play some right now. Tell you, man. It's like straight up like. Uh, it's it's literally like straight up like oh we're at the cookout man we're we're really about to do this. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. So basically, family cookout. Yeah. <laughs> With family cookout necessities here. <laughs> All right. 
And number one, he has Funkadelic. Not bad. Have you have you heard of this band? I've heard. I've heard of them. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so because I was telling Spencer about that, I was like, dang, dude, you have like your top two is literally family cookout. Like this is this is the cook. This is what you're jamming to in the cookout. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, man. It's a good right. times. All right, man. So do you want to go first with the top three or you want me to go first? Uh, go first. All right. Number three. Man, this is going to be hard to pick like three top bands, but all right. So I got to put them. I mean, I have to. This was a big part of growing up for me. And and that is Linkin Park. Right, right. Um, good one, good one. I think this is where I got to get that good combination of some rap and some some rock in there. Uh, it was just different. I like their sound. I mean, Hybrid Theory was really what got me. And then Meteor was just even better of an album. Kind of went a little poppy near the end. And obviously, Chester Benefield obviously passed away. Yeah. Um, but Linkin Park was definitely like, I think at least people around our age could definitely say that they listen to a lot of Linkin Park. And they still do. To and they day. still do. Um, so yeah, Linkin Park is number three. Number two, and I mean, I have to say this group because if I don't, I think I'm an, I think, think a lot of people are going to be like, what the fuck, bro? Uh, number two, I have NWA. Nice. So once again, music groups, so not, not just bands. So music groups and the NWA, I mean, they, they, they definitely changed the rap culture for, for, for what it is, you know? So like, obviously Ice Cube, one of my favorite rappers of all time. Um, so it was, a, I mean, a lot of those guys were, I mean, Dr. Dre, Eazy E, uh, DJ Yella, um, uh, MC Ren, and of course Ice Cube. I mean, that, it was such like I love all the, I, I love majority of their songs. NWA is definitely a it just and it's crazy enough that it still applies today yeah. in my opinion with NWA. So NWA is my number two and then number one for me. And I mean I'm pretty sure you know what my favorite band of all time is. At least people that know me pretty well know what my favorite band is of all time, and that is Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah. Um, they're just. Uh, I don't know. The first time I heard them, which was uh, "Bad Country," was their was their album. Mm-hmm. I loved every second of it, and it's mainly just because of Rev, the drummer, who also passed away. Um, I mean, he 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 just had this unique sound with his drum, and then with the guitar of uh, with the lead guitar of Sinister Gates, bro, man, I just it was just crazy um, how well this this band performed. Uh, fun story uh, when they were they were going to be here in Houston for a tour with Metallica. And I really wanted to go. Like, I really wanted to go because any chance I can see Avengers Unfold, I will take it. Um, couldn't go because I had to work an Astros game. And this is when I was in the grounds crew. And at that, we were playing, the Astros were playing the Angels, uh, the Anaheim Angels, which, fun fact, uh, most of the guys from Avengers Unfold are big Anaheim Angels fans. Um, and I remember I was working on the field and I see some guy like tatted up, all black, talking to one of the coaches from the Anaheim Angels. And I kind of looked and I was like, you know what? That kind of looks like Zachy Vengeance. But, you know, I was like, oh, I'm probably just being crazy. And then I keep going and I look up and I'm like, holy shit. No, that's Zachy Vengeance. <clears throat> that's the rhythm guitar player for Avenged Sevenfold. And I remember uh, just like being in awe because I'm like, oh man, I kind of want to like talk to him or take Obviously, I had to be professional because I'm working. But man, was I tempted. And then, then I was like, cause I found it weird that it was Zachy Vengeance. So it turns out Avenged Sevenfold was at the Astros game. They were sitting in the first level because they were watching the Anaheim Angels play. They lost that game, by the way. The Anaheim Angels lost that game, by the way. But 
it was just so crazy because I was like, one of my favorite bands, my favorite band of all time is here in Minute Maid Park and I did nothing. <laughs> and then they, the next day they went to go perform in the, the, the concert, which I didn't get to go. But my friend Vanessa did, so congrats to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. But yeah, so the rear eight, my number three, my top three. Lincoln Park is number three. Number two is NWA, and number one is Avenged Sevenfold. All right, good ones, good ones. I guess I have to kind of follow on your on your deal here. Uh, my number three. Okay, so the reason I don't know why it's just the song really got to me, pumps me up. Um, that one is they literally to me were like a one hit wonder, but I know they have good good shit on the side too. Um, Black Street. No diggity. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So that song pumps me up a lot. And it, I have it in my workout playlist. I have that thing sometimes playing in the morning when I'm like, uh, and then I'll just pop it up and I'm like, oh, I was like, all right, no diggity. I was like, ain't no shit, ain't no shit. So, you know, Blackstreet, they kind of opened my, my mind up. Just listening to that one song and opened up my mind to like um, other, other R&B groups and rap groups and stuff like that and it just you know I, I that's where i get a lot of my music from i guess you could say that's where my, i like my, my, taste my favorite music. part of no from dignity is just the ayo 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 which i did horribly yes yes you did i mean oh it was perfect it was good don't worry bro i got you yeah that was amazing shut the fuck up man. <laughs> all right so my number two is it kind of goes um, with kind of what you went with, uh, with Lincoln Park, I want to say, uh, Chevelle. Okay. Chevelle. Cause I mean, I listened to that when I was getting out of high school and then like, it was a part of me when I was working like a, you know, GameStop, Game Crazy, all that shit. And it was, I, I got to liking, you know, like that kind of rock brought me over to like Breaking Benjamin rise again so like it just opened up a lot of doors to that type of music i wasn't really big on rock besides creed and nickelback back in high school because that's the only thing that i actually listened to when it was i like how none of our bottom threes none of our bottom threes consisted of creed and nickel that's a that's a secret guilty pleasure yeah for both of us so that's why it's not going to consist of a bottom three all right so and i guess my top it would have to be Metallica. Okay. My number one. Metallica. Okay. I mean, dude, one, the first time I heard one was in Guitar Hero. And ever since then, I actually like that song. As much as hard as that bitch was to play on hard and expert, that shit was hard. But it's um, funny too, because it's one of those things that no one like gets why this song is like at like that high of uh, that because it's like it takes a while to unlock that song. Yeah. And so and you're like end. you're just playing it, you're like this if you don't know shit. one, yeah. you're just you know like how long that shit is. And it's darkness imprisoning me. All that I see, absolute. No, yeah, so, yeah, Metallica. So yeah, it's a, that's a great band, man. And, and that's the thing; they'd open up a lot more to those metal bands and stuff, and uh, a, a lot of uh, that genre. And I could actually understand it. And like I said, one was uh, I don't know if you told me. Or if my history professor told me from college, it was like that uh, Johnny got his gun. Mm-hmm. Metallica, they read that book and they based it off of that book because it's literally that whole, that just that verse right there is off of that book because the whole book is the dude stepped in a bomb 
and he just he basically blew out all his senses were gone so he was lost limbs and everything he couldn't speak yeah, yeah they, couldn't they speak. made a movie off of it yeah too. so it's like you know it, it just kind of it, it kind of opens up to a lot more than just another different kind of music it's just and there's different doors where you can explore and i guess that's why metallica and then same thing master of puppets enter sandman you know i was just if 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 you if you ever have like a a get a get pump playlist or like a gym playlist i feel like you have to have metallica yeah i do like and if I, you don't have metallica then you're not getting pumped up right sadly sadly okay let me put this this way i have a lot of rock but it's just songs here and there but most of my stuff is spanish a lot of get on. No, no. I mean, but I'm just saying, if you if you have like a workout playlist, because like you gotta have Metallica in there. Yeah, no, for sure. Especially if you're like doing anything like like weights. Like if you're doing anything like full intensity. Like I can get cardio if you want something like a little bit, like ride the lightning. Little little rhythm into it, like where you want to get like a nice pace. Mm-hmm. Maybe rock isn't it. But if you're like you know you're you're going out there and you're popping you're getting some squats in or if you want to do like the control I usually do that now if you want to get the control pump I usually do uh, nothing else matters and then finally after like the second set of workout not by the third set that's when you hear the guitar solo so that's when you're just like yeah you go heavy you go hard. So that's when I, that's what I do when he goes yeah and I'm like yeah I'm like oh yeah I'm already pumped at that so, point. So. All right, so to reiterate the the top threes of ours, uh, Spencer has uh, Jimi Hendrix and the Band of Gypsies at number three, Frankie Beverly and Maze at number two, and Funkadelic at number one. I have Lincoln Park at number three, number two I have N.W.A. and number one I have. Avenge Sevenfold, and then Edward, you have. I have Blackstreet for my number three. Number two, I have Chevelle, and number one, I have Metallica. All right, man. So that's the show. Um, I honestly, I feel like we had a pretty good one, man. Um, really excited for this weekend. Obviously, Liga MX final and the MLS Cup final. Yeah, Plus, yeah. My, it's my birthday. Um, my birthday will be on the twelfth. So hopefully, Ramadan can. Make me feel a little bit special about my birthday. Especially. I think Atletico Madrid should give you the gift of scoring five goals. Who? Atletico Madrid. No, fuck that. You sure? I, I bet you they want to give you that gift. No, I, I'd rather They'll not. give to you with all their heart. Five own goals, I'll take that. <laughs> nah, not that one, no. But, uh, but yeah, so obviously because on December 12th, I'll be turning 29, so I'll be going into my final year of my 20s. And, uh, and apparently this is where I'm supposed to be freaking out when I'm tur- about to turn 30. I haven't experienced that yet, so I'm, I, I feel pretty good about it. But anyways, so obviously a really good weekend. You have two championships being lifted this weekend, so really excited for that. All right, man, so shout out to Unhinged Sports Network. Once again, that is the network that we're a part of. Um, make sure you guys check out unhingedsn.com so you guys can check out all the great podcasts that they have on on their site. And to be up to date, they constantly let you know when shows are being on on their Twitter page, at Network Unhinge. So once again, that's at Network Unhinge on Twitter. That is Unhinge Sports Network. Also, shout out to Alejandro Gomez, the creator of the Insert Name FC logo, who which we both love completely. It's a great logo. And I'm so, I'm so grateful that Alejandro Gomez made this awesome logo for us. And if you guys are looking to get a logo created or maybe just not sure how to get what you want uh, in, a, in a logo, then shout out, uh, hit her up our friend Alejandro Gomez, and you can hit her up on Instagram at 
Alec Gomez Graphics. Once again, that's at Alec Gomez Graphics. It is also in the descriptions of this po- of our podcast. Each episode, you can see right there. So you guys can go ahead and, you know, copy and paste it and, you know, go ahead and contact her and ask her that you want a logo done. And of course, shout out to our producer, our beat maker, our Chick-fil-A player of the year. You. Roosevelt Spencer. I mean, this guy puts in a lot of work for us, man. He, he, and he promotes the fuck out of us too. So, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, if you're, bro. if you're, if you're probably in, in the barbershop right now and you're listening to us because Spencer made you listen to us, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys. You guys are probably like, who the fuck are these guys? Anyway. Who the fuck are y'all? Does Spencer like live in Boston? Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about the people of Alabama, but I'm pretty sure they don't have Boston accents in Alabama. <laughs> I was just um, or or Georgia. I know Spencer flops travels, travels fairly uh, well. Okay. So, but what the fuck, man? Uh, Anyways, but if you guys want uh, a collab with him, obviously, if you guys hear our intro and our outros, you know this guy dropped some major fire for us. So, if you guys want to do a collab with him, follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, it's at that guy dope. So there is a once again another great episode. Um, I feel like we knocked out a lot of stuff. Hell yeah. Talked a lot of stuff. But yeah, so that is the show. <laughs> and catch you guys next week. And hopefully Spencer's gonna be the one singing and not me, the outro. <laughs> uh, or both. Who knows? You're kind of hoping for no tie, huh? We gotta keep the streak alive, man. There's gotta be a winner and a loser. Oh shit! You hear that, Spence? You hear that? I'm gonna be a winner and loser. We'll see. We'll see what happens. There's gotta be a winner and a loser. I don't. I don't want you to pick the song, <laughs> especially after you're mad at me about the Frozen song. So, anyways, you see my smile. So that's the show, man. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I know I've said this like multiple times in this few minutes of it, but thanks for listening and catch us next week for episode 15. It's crazy, like that we're actually at a we're actually reaching episode fifteen. So that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Which is my favorite number. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. So it's it's the Hector episode. <laughs> the Hector episode. There you go. We can we can look at my career of one and a half goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. And one that ever sold for me. Shortest episode ever. Anyways, so once again, thank you for everybody. And hope you guys catch us next week for another good episode. All right, take care, guys.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors.